Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of The Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. And Kate Beckinsale, and then I'm Beckinsale. 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 Like uh, Beckin Sale, like sailboat. Beckin Call. Oh my god! <laughs> like I thought it was just Blake Lively and Lauren Bacall. <laughs> it was confusing. I don't even know what's happening right now. I don't. There's either. so many random yeah. actresses. Do you smell burnt toast? I don't. But you should. You should get checked out. You made me watch. Why'd you make me watch this? You made me watch something I didn't like. Next time we watch something I like, but I can't believe you made me watch. You made me watch Tu Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Namar. <laughs> That's right, I did. What did you think? I really liked it. I know there's really no point in comparing it to Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, because yeah. they are two completely different movies. Yeah. But I did like Priscilla a bit more. Yeah, Priscilla's, I think, overall a better, a better movie. This is just a straight up comedy, basically. They're similar in that both movies are about three drag queens making road trips. Yes. This one... They're traveling cross-country because Wesley Snipes playing Noxima and Patrick Swayze playing Vita have won a contest. They decide to take John Leguizamo, who's a newer drag queen, or Mm -hmm. as they call him, a little Latino boy in a dress, with them to California. So instead of having their plane tickets, they get a a renter or just a beater car. Yeah, they just buy a... Yeah. Like an old... Cadillac. <laughs> the car breaks down and they're rescued by Jason London, taken to their small town where they have to wait for their car to be repaired. And mm-hmm. while they're waiting for their car to be repaired, they repair the lives of the people in the small town. Yes. <laughs> yes, they do. There are some things that I like about it a lot more. Yeah. I like the way that it ended. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. That's a nice bow on things. I don't know. I also like the way Priscilla ended. I don't. I think one of the things that I liked about this, even back then, was even though they keep calling John Leguizamo like a little boy, like a Latin boy in a dress, they're doing it because they're like, look, you can't just dress up like a drag queen and be a drag queen. Like you have a lot to learn about this. Right. You know, but I I think both movies. Well, you know what? There were a lot of cringy things in Priscilla that did not age mm-hmm. very well, and I didn't really catch a lot of cringy things in here, where I yeah. feel like maybe the writer of this movie 
who was uh, Douglas Carter Bean. Mm-hmm. And this is actually, like, I believe his first movie, too. Yeah. I, I think so. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, it, it is. It's his first movie. Mm-hmm. Then he did uh, a movie... <laughs> called advice from a caterpillar about a woman falling in love with her gay friend's boyfriend oh no and it also has alice drummond in it oh funny nice i remember seeing this after i saw priscilla and feeling like this was kind of like the lighter fluffier sort of version of this not you know yeah Again, this is not a remake of No, it's not a remake. It's sort of like the changes that were made between Force Majeure and the Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Will Ferrell movie, Downhill. Downhill, yeah. 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 I I think it just, they fluffed it up for American audiences. And I want to say this about John Leguizamo's performance. He was so amazing in this. Like, I mean, I sort of felt like Patrick Swayze was doing an impression. Really? Like, I mean. Oh. I mean, he was good, but I felt like because he's a dancer, it was very dancey, dancey. Like, his performance felt very dancey. Okay. But I thought Wesley Snipes was really good. I mean, they were all really good, but I just felt like. Well, you and I are exactly opposite on that. Really? I was not a fan of Wesley Snipes in this at all, and I thought Patrick Swayze brought so much to the role. Yes, he did. But I felt like a lot of like how he moved and stuff like that was it. It, it looked unnatural to me. Oh, I I completely opposite on that with you. Okay, but I felt like John Leguizamo was so good he actually became Chichi Rodriguez. I think John Leguizamo is such an underrated actor. I agree. Where there was tension on set. Patrick Swayze wanted to punch John Leguizamo all the time. Really? Because John Leguizamo would keep improvising. But he's so good. I feel like, and I'm not generally a fan of people that do method to the point of making it hard for other people to do their jobs. Mm -hmm. But I think maybe John Leguizamo, well, I John Leguizamo is just a really quick and funny person. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I was thinking maybe he was going method and trying to help Wesley Snipes and Patrick Swayze be more on edge. But Patrick Swayze's character, Vita Boem, is never really like she's so no. understanding at all times. So. Yeah. Yeah. She's not someone who would like fly off the handle about anything. Yeah. Like even when she's like kind of worked up. She's so calm. The Vita Boem character is so calm. Yeah. She's like, listen, this is what's going to happen, and we're going to do it like this. She's... I, To me, yeah, John Leguizamo of the three, the best. And then for me, such a close second was Patrick Swayze, where I was surprised at how easily I was able to not think about Dalton from Roadhouse, you mm-hmm. know, or Bodie from Point Break. Yeah. Like... He just really became Vita Boem for me, where Wesley Snipes the whole time just kind of looked like out of place. I, I I don't know. I actually really liked Wesley Snipes in this. I don't know what it was. It was just like his, the way he spoke and, you know, kind of 
there's a lot of attitude to Nagzima, and I felt like he really brought that. Like, there's one scene in particular where I was like, oh, wow. And it was the scene where they're all in the the room that they're staying in, that they're renting at the boarding house, and they can hear Virgil and Carol Ann upstairs, and they're fighting, and Vita goes, oh, God, Virgil's beating up Carol Ann again. And Nagzim is like, most likely. And then just kind of goes off a little bit on Vita about like, listen, we could get killed trying to butt into this business. You know, you have to be careful. Yes, I know you want to do the right thing, but we're not just normal people who can step in. Yeah. And I really like that scene. And that's the scene that I really was like, oh, wow. Like, Wesley Snipes is kind of bringing it, too. Yeah. I mean, that's a very, very good scene. I I will give you that. Another thing I did like about this more than Priscilla is I think that this has a much stronger supporting cast. Yes. And fleshes out those characters a lot. You were mentioning Carol Ann, played by Stocker Channing. Mm -hmm. And... I primarily so know Stocker Channing as Rizzo from Greece. Yeah. So to see her play a character that is 100% different yeah. than Rizzo. And I know that I've seen her in lots of stuff yeah. over the years. But she's um, like iconic as Rizzo. Yeah. Yeah. But like, she's so good in this too. Yeah. She's phenomenal. Arliss Howard, who plays her husband Virgil. or her abusive husband, yeah. Virgil was pretty good too you know yeah he seemed like that kind of like small angry man like he played Mm -hmm. that very very well yeah wasn't totally blown away by Blythe Danner Gwyneth Paltrow's mom yeah no she was just kind of there yeah I like Blythe Danner but this was pretty underwhelming I don't know what it is but I wasn't really super big on her in this um and it could just be because i was so blown away by stocker channing i think so because i mean like the other ladies aside from clara yeah melinda Dillon didn't get a lot to do mm-hmm. and i'm such a huge melinda Dillon fan yeah another yeah. one of the ladies loretta played by beth grant mm-hmm. i thought she was great yeah and she had some outfits that if I knew more about fashion and stuff like that, I would be able to pull whether or not she was doing an homage to someone or if her look became iconic after this because mm-hmm. she had some pretty distinctive looks. Yes. She's a very fierce looking woman. She is. Yeah. She has a very, I mean, she's she's a character actress. She has a very stunning look, I think. You know? Yeah. I mean, it, it's like you said, it's like kind of severe, but stunning as well. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of surprised that Jennifer Milmore, who played uh, Bobby, Roberta Lee, Roberta, hasn't really had a bigger career because I thought she did absolutely great in this. Yeah, she's basically just this young woman, probably like 19 or so. Yeah, but I always get amazed. Like I was just telling you about how I got stuck on Dukes of Hazard trivia. Like mm-hmm. I went from... And I still don't even know. I was trying to retrace my steps. I was looking at Tu Wong Fu trivia, mm-hmm. and then somehow I ended up reading all of the Dukes of Hazard <laughs> trivia. Nice. And can see how quickly I've retained it. Uh, Sorrel, I can't remember his last name, who plays Boss Hog. I always picture, like, to me, he is this Georgia crooked 
politician guy, mm-hmm. but he's speaks five languages. I think he went to Yale. He's Jewish. He's from New York. And that's the thing about Jennifer Milmore. She plays this doe eyed country girl so well, mm-hmm. but she's from New Jersey. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I didn't know that. She, yeah, she's great in this. She's so adorable. Just this, you know, she plays Caroline's probably eldest daughter who is just super in love with the guy from her hometown. Um, it's Bobby Ray. Yes. Who, who's the guy who picks them all up, yep. you know, after their car breaks down and played by Jason London, played by Jason London, twin and, brother of Jeremy London. Yes. Who is infatuated with Chi Chi Rodriguez, not realizing that Chi Chi is a drag queen and is totally missing what's right in front of him, essentially. <laughs> and she just needed to get his attention. I think one of the things I didn't like is that he clearly is like, I think I'm crazy about Chi Chi. And the way they kind of are like, I think it would make me feel like shit to know that a guy that I was like in love with wanted someone else. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. So I didn't love it when she comes in and she's like, you can have them. It's like, I don't know if I would be thrilled. <laughs> no. And, you know, it, it has that um that breakfast club problem, too, where it's like, well, in order to catch him, you just need to change everything about yourself. Yeah. Where they, you know, they do her up and put her in a dress. And- Although I, I do think there is a throwaway line that just kind of implies that they're best friends and that he's probably never even really thought of her as a girl, which is still problematic in 2021. Yeah. But, you know, this was made in 1995. So. Yeah, it's it gets the job done as far as bringing those two characters together. Um, and because they're supporting characters and with not as heavy of a role, it, it makes sense that they would just do something simple to bring them together and not get really heavily into it. Yeah, yeah. Chris Penn. Plays um, this small town cop. Who, yeah, Sheriff Dollard. Sheriff Dollard, even though it says Dullard on his name tag, which I find hilarious. I think he did a good job. I, You know what? I think maybe this is why I like Priscilla more. Tonally, this movie makes some really weird changes Yeah, suddenly, mm-hmm. where I feel like priscilla has it's more realistic well it's not that it's more realistic i I think they're both in a fantastical reality yeah that makes sense yeah yeah it's sort of like the calling a musical realistic yeah it's like people don't really break into song i mean drag queens don't necessarily either you know yeah exactly it's not you know they don't all know choreography and just yeah (laughs) not that they did a lot of that outside of their show but there's a scene where they're all kind of dancing and they're standing up on like the balcony and then they all just kind of start doing this you know like these arm movements and you know all in in sync and right people don't do that in real life obviously not unless they're super close friends or whatever you know yeah but even then i mean and they had just pretty much met chi chi yeah, they didn't. Well, know they her. didn't just meet it like. Well, they you know they I mean. weren't close with her. Like she's, yeah. they're getting to know her on this trip. It's not a. Yeah, she's just someone else on the scene. Yeah, so I mean, overall, though, I'm so glad that my parents 
didn't try to hide movies like this from me when I was a kid. Yeah. Because I saw it and I knew people in school whose parents wouldn't let them see it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for bigoted and, yeah, you know, prejudicial reasons. But it just made me... I don't know. I, I I felt the same way about it as I felt after watching Priscilla, where I just felt like it made me realize that this is normal. Like, there's nothing that I should feel. This movie in particular made it clear that, like, the person who is trying to oppress is the one that everyone thinks is wrong. Yep. And all these other people who you think might be oppressive maybe aren't. And that it's important, no matter where you're from... To accept people whose hearts are good. It's just one of those movies that I think stuck with me because it helped me realize, like, this is normal, you know. Or being different is good. Yeah. That there's nothing wrong with being different and that being a strong woman is important, too. Yeah. Which yeah, this was definitely I, yeah. a, a great champion the underdog story. Yes. Speaking of underdogs, I think you and I both have a favorite actor in this movie and possibly favorite <laughs> character. I know she is my favorite character, Clara, as played by the librarian from the beginning of <laughs> Ghostbusters, Alice Drummond. Yes, Alice Drummond is um she's just the, the lady who lives in town who everybody kind of thinks is crazy who seems to be obsessed with movies and she doesn't really talk except to Nagzima. And then Nagzima just kind of like brings her out of her shell by essentially just chasing her down. She's like walking through town and she drops something and Nagzima goes to pick it up and she's like, Oh, you dropped this. And then she keeps walking. So she just follows her to her house. And how old do you think Alice Drummond was when she made this? In her 70s? She's 47 years old. Are you fucking serious? No, she was 67 years oh, old. Oh, God, thank God. I was like, no. Yeah, she was lovely. And I think she did a good job of just being someone who, she doesn't have a lot of lines, but does a lot of really great, like, pantomime acting, where she's just kind of sitting there and expressing herself. While Wesley Snipes was my least favorite part of this movie, and for, I'm just not generally a big Wesley Snipes fan. I mean, that's fine. I don't think he's that great of a person in real life. Yeah, but no, have you ever listened to Patton Oswalt talk about making Blade 3? Oh, wasn't he total asshole? Oh, that's an understatement. Like, he was absolutely ridiculous, and that's, like, one of the main... Wasn't one of the main reasons why they brought on, like, Ryan Reynolds and, like, all those other people was because he was so difficult to work with? Yeah. They basically just... Well, I think what happened was the other people were there, but they basically rewrote the movie on the spot to say, okay, you don't want to come out of your trailer? Fuck it. We got all these other characters who are awesome mm-hmm. and charming yeah, and fun to work with. Yeah. Well, some people just let fame go to their heads and yeah, it's very unfortunate. So I, I think maybe I brought baggage in with me for Wesley Snipes. But that being said, one of the subplots I really enjoyed was the friendship between Noxima and Clara. Yeah. One of the things that happens towards uh, at the end of the movie when they're leaving town to go to to go to L.A. 
she hands Nagzima a letter and she's like, make sure you give this to Mr. Robert Mitchum. And I'm like, was he still alive in 1995? And he was. He died in 97, I believe. Okay. I was like, is that a joke? Like that she doesn't know that he's dead already? But <laughs> then, I, then I was like, no, no, no. He was still alive then. I thought it was cool. Another thing about, you know, not that we're having a competition, but who was better, Patrick Swayze or Wesley Snipes. And I do have to say that I think it is particularly daring for a black actor who was primarily known for doing heavier roles and more actiony roles mm -hmm. to play a part like this. Yeah. Like I'm not a fan of Wesley Snipes, but I think just the fact that he took this role just really says that he's a real student of the craft. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was a bold choice. Yeah. And I mean, I think the same thing for even Patrick Swayze, that it was a it was a pretty big deal for him to take it because, I mean, yeah, he's, he did Ghost and, you know, was in um, Dirty Dancing and all that. But this was, you know, a complete change. He's always been, you know, a man's man. Yeah. Even though he was a dancer in Dirty Dancing and, you know. And a ballet dancer in real life. Yes, exactly. Like, that is how... Yeah, he's a classically trained dancer. Like, he's... That's one of the things that he did to kind of win this role. He recorded a 30-minute monologue talking about how he really relates to this character because he had been bullied a lot mm -hmm. for... Being a dancer. Yeah, being uh, studying ballet. Mm-hmm. And I get that. I think that was one of the things that distracted me, though, was just because he carried himself so much like a dancer. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I feel like it also worked pretty well for him as that character because Vita's so poised all the time. Yeah. So, I'm, I guess, thinking about it again, it, it, does, it didn't really bother me. It just, it was something I just noticed. Here's Wesley Snipes' career at this point. 1989, Major League comes out, and he's kind of a breakout star of that. Like, mm -hmm. that's his first real big role. Yeah. And then starting in, like, 91, he's in New Jack City. Mm-hmm. White Men Can't Jump, Passenger 57. Then he starts to do this level of like action movies mm -hmm. with like Bowling Point, Rising Sun, which Sean Connery's in it, but it's still what you would expect. Uh, yeah. Demolition Man. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah. Drop Zone. Mm -hmm. To Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, <laughs> Julie Newmar. Like, isn't that kind of cool? Yeah. No, I agree. I think that um, he definitely was not afraid to say no to a challenge. Yeah. And I think that's admirable. It's unfortunate that he's, you know, kind of sucks as a person now. But, I mean, I guess I sort of hope that he wasn't always like that. Well, I still kind of believe that, unfortunately, most people in Hollywood Kind of suck, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. It's actually... Um, <laughs> so... Justin Timberlake is being canceled now, which I think is hilarious. Really? Yeah. He's notoriously an asshole. Wow. And I always kind of like, it always bugged me the way that he didn't really get in trouble for the Super Bowl halftime show with Janet Jackson. Like, he ended up doing the Super Bowl show again. And I also didn't love, like, the way he benefited off of his breakup with Britney Spears and like I just always was like you know I like his music but something about him always kind of irked me 
Yeah. And it turns out he's a fucking asshole. Like wow. some um so there's videos going around on TikTok of people who've had negative experiences with celebrities and one of them was and she doesn't like name names but she basically says like she drops hints to let you know who it is. And one of them was there was a woman working as a cocktail waitress at um, this big Hollywood party and Justin Timberlake was there and he was drinking water. And so she walked over to him to like give him some hors d'oeuvres, see if he wanted hors d'oeuvres. And she was kind of starstruck and he she wasn't saying anything. She was just like holding the tray and he took a sip of water and then spit it at her. And said, get away from me. Like, you're invading my personal space. Hmm. Like, someone working at the party, he spit at her. Yeah. And I guess his wife is also equally shitty. Who's he married to again? Jessica Beale. Like, she was dropping her dog off at the vet or something, and the receptionist was like, oh, hi, how are you? And she wouldn't talk to her. Like, she wouldn't speak to anyone. <laughs> like, there, there are people that don't, that don't talk to the help. Wow. Which is unfortunate. But, I mean, I also feel like it's good to call that kind of bad behavior. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Mm -hmm. Julie Newmar makes a cameo. She at does. The at the end. And we saw her at CatCon. Do you remember yes, that? Yes, I do. Oh, my God. I couldn't remember, though. I was going to ask, but now I don't have to, if it was Eartha Kitt or Julie Newmar. It was Julie was Newmar. Yeah. yeah, it was awesome. I am definitely, when it comes to cat women, more, well, mostly an Allison Bobbitt person. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But for Catwoman, mm -hmm. the character, I am Eartha Kitt yeah. over Julie Newmar. I understand. I love Eartha Kitt as well. Yeah. But, I mean, I still think Julie Newmar is stunning. Like, even at CatCon, I was like, I thought she looked the same as she did in this movie. Yeah. And that's, what, 20 years ago? <laughs> Yeah. Ish. So there is trivia on IMDb <laughs> about Julie Newmar. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it's kind of funny because it is such generous trivia, uh, playing with the facts likely oh. a lot. Okay. Where it said at one of her first comic book type convention type mm -hmm. things, she was uh, not used to that kind of environment. And accidentally got like super drunk uh -huh. <laughs> and then someone was like will you sign this uh picture to wong fu thanks for everything julie newmar and she, i guess she was like who the fuck is to wong fu and why would i be thanking him oh my god yikes so i think that trivia should maybe just be julie newmar has a bit of a drinking problem i mean maybe that's yeah. okay yeah that's fine Maybe. I mean, maybe, maybe she doesn't. I, maybe I she, don't know. Who knows? Maybe she just was having an off day. Yeah. Now, Which, I know that you were never really a Batman fan mm -mm. of the Adam West stuff. Did, have you seen any of them? Um, I've seen some of the episodes, but okay. yeah, I'm not. Who do you think played Catwoman more, Eartha Kitt or Julie Namar? I think it was Julie Numar, right? Yes, by a lot. Yeah. I always think of Eartha Kitt. As I do too, because wasn't she the last one to play? Yeah, and she only played her was five like a times. Season. While Julie Newmar, do you like it how I go back and forth on pronouncing that each time? Yes, it's, um, <laughs> you're out of control. Yeah, Julie Newmar played 
her 13 times. Oh, wow. Yeah. One of the, so the final scene is like, they're all at this pageant contest for, you know, the drag queen of America or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and John Leguizamo's character, Chi Chi Rodriguez, is the winner. And I, <laughs> as he's walking toward the camera, that's when I was like, God damn, John Leguizamo is such a fucking good actor. Because oh, yeah. the way he walks up towards the camera, it took my breath away. <laughs> I'm being honest. Like, he's just walking so confidently, so beautiful. You oh my get God. so much story that is not shown just in the way that John Leguizamo presents himself in that yes. scene. Yeah. The look in his eyes, the look on his face, you're just like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, stunning. Yeah. Stunning. Yep. You know, this is definitely one of those iconic movies that I'm very surprised I have not seen, mm-hmm. considering how much I love drag queens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would love to try to do drag one time like in that i mean i would love to have like a professional drag queen like make me like for like but then you'd love to just try it yeah like like, i don't know if that would be like offensive or not like um, you know what i don't know what the answer is we know enough drag queens that i think you could ask yeah i know what song i would lip sync to Mm -hmm. and everything like i've actually put a lot of thought into this i I don't think i would ever get that chance and i think it would be weird now that i'm almost 50 but you know know. it's definitely one of those things where not only do i like the campiness and the Mm bodiness of drag but um i have so much respect for the craft yeah it's one of those things where it is so upsetting that it just gets dismissed sometimes. I yeah. As lip syncing. Everything where the performance, yeah, the costumes, it's the like, makeup, it's the like hair. Two percent of comedy happens on stage. Two percent of being a drag queen happens on stage. Yeah. Ninety-eight percent of it is what the real is it's what it so, all is. It's like yes. an iceberg. It's it, yeah. yeah, I agree. There is so much that goes into, you know, how they put together their act, the their choreography, their costumes, the how hair, they have to, the makeup. Yeah, the makeup and, you know, creating characters where and, there aren't shapes in with the wardrobe. And mm-hmm. I watch, um, oh, I can't remember the other drag queen's name, but Trixie Mattel and one of her friends do like just like funny little videos mm-hmm. where they talk about stuff and the two of them are hilarious and they're very catty very sassy and it's it is kind of like the culture is where yeah you're you gotta be quick which yeah. is part of why i think you might be actually really good at doing drag because i feel like you're fast enough that you could keep up thank you you're welcome and i think it would be amazing to see you done up like that I don't know why. Like, I, well, just because I feel like the whole process is so transformative from, you know, seeing a drag queen like out of drag is oh, yeah. jarring sometimes. Where I'm like, oh my gosh, you really do like, you really do become this whole other person. Yeah. And it's I am always amazing. Very shocked. And I was going to say, with the exception of RuPaul, but if you ever see much older videos, mm-hmm. 
or photographs of RuPaul's from, you know, like 70s. I think that's mm-hmm. where you can start because she was so much a part of like the punk scene, too. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like RuPaul is a fucking badass. RuPaul's oh, awesome. Fuck. Yeah. But I'm always surprised when I see drag queens out of drag because of how transformative it is. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. I, I support it as an art because it, it is an art. I have my alive story. Oh, yeah. Let's yeah. throw it in there. I, I, I think still, I know which one you're going to yeah, say, but go ahead. When I was doing Cobra Juice mm-hmm. and Kyle and I, Kyle Shire, comedian. Yes. What's up, girl? Hey. Um, he and I were talking about Dungeons and Dragons because I had my, he, he and I were part of the same D&D group mm-hmm. out there. And the drag performer that he had on that show was just like, oh, you guys aren't going to include me because you think drag queens don't know anything about Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. And then she laid down like serious. She knew. She was like, it was clear. She knew what she was talking about. What? I don't know what a cobalt is. And then she just like totally broke down super like inside baseball, (laughs) a fictional character, Mm -hmm. a cobalt. Yeah. So, yeah, I love drag queens. I have a lot of respect for them. I would obviously never do drag unless it was you, you were a given drag queen. like yeah, the if blessing. I was given the blessing. <laughs> yeah. And I had someone to kind of coach you yeah, through help it. Help me do it. So that way it wouldn't look like I was being disrespectful. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, all right. This was certainly an interesting conversation. <laughs> yeah. Where yeah. you were like, I'd like to try drag. And I was like, yeah, you should do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if if you guys have a chance, it's on uh, streaming on Amazon uh, for rent. Yep. Uh, for $3.99. Worth it, I'd say. John Leguizamo is... Uh, so amazing and patrick swayze wesley snipes the, the whole cast is great um soccer channing definitely check it out yeah uh if you have not i'd say it's an iconic movie <laughs> i'm yeah. being honest i think it's iconic oh it most definitely is yeah if you have a chance check it out and um if you have any suggestions for us on movies that you want us to watch um, for the you made us watch segments um go ahead and let us know on the facebook group um that's primarily where i check to see what you guys are 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 thinking but you can also leave us a review um wherever you listen to your podcasts and primarily for me i'm having our friends text us (laughs) yes that too that too yeah you can also message us we're both on facebook and we're obviously in the facebook group so if you want to send us like just a regular message you can go ahead and send us a message to let us know um, we'd love to hear from you, and I'd love to hear what you guys think about this movie if you have seen it. It, it was a big deal for me to to see this movie and, and Priscilla, and you know, I just want to know what your guys' experiences are with these movies as well. And thank you, everyone, so much for listening to you made me watch. And Allison, thank you so much for making me watch to Wong Fu. Oh no problem! I'm or so glad you liked to Wong Fu. Thanks for everything. Jules Namar. Julie Newmar. Good Lord. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.